No ketchup. No ketchup. Really good, my people. Welcome into No Catch Up Sports Talk Day Chicago. I am your host, Sean Little. Big Nick, the quick rookie, always. Yes, sir. Oh, we already in mid June, damn near. No, it's early June, but we, we, we moving right along. Summer's here. We got a couple things to talk about. First big thing. First take Tuesday, we're going to talk about the Mayweather. Uh, Mayweather cashing out big bread. Bad for legacy, bad for whatever. Who cares? We'll talk about that. Uh, will the Packers find Aaron Rodgers? A couple people, uh, mini camp started today. We'll talk about that. Close it out. KD, Jay Williams is on television talking to KD. Telling stories about KD. KD called it cap immediately. Okay, so that's seven and three. It's fitted. Put it, <laughs> put it on social media. Said, no, nah, that's not actually. I didn't actually say that. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about the Bucks struggling. I want to talk about Luka Doncic. I was on here killing the Clippers, calling them frauds. They ended up pulling out the seven-game series. We'll talk about the close of that series, what Luka Doncic needs to do to, you know, start winning these, these first-round series. We'll talk Trey Young, and uh, then we'll get out of here. But it's all basketball to close the show. Big Nick the Quick, what's happening? Man, what's the business? What's the word? Man, dog, I'm fresh off of uh, a super, super elite Sunday, man. Yeah. And I got I to gotta tell you about Sunday. So, obviously, it's hot now, summertime. My yep. girl, they got the pool passes. They like to go to the pool. If you know anything about me, I steer clear of public pools and anything of the sort. It's not, not my vibe at all. Yep. So, they go over there probably around like 1230, 1 o'clock for a few hours. Clears out the entire day for me. I got both screens going. Got the White Sox on one TV. I got Hawks Sixers on another TV. I got yeah. an ice cold Modelo in hand. Yeah, Modelo, man. Yeah, Modelo all day. Ice cold Modelo. Shout out, especially <laughs> Um, And it was just for three hours, like uninterrupted, chilling, no noise, two TVs, sports relaxing. on the tube, just relaxing. It's just a, elite, elite level Sunday. And then you shifted to the to red wine at, later at night. Yeah, I had to move to the vino. You know what I'm saying, man. <laughs> had to move to the vino later on at night. Yeah, you moved to um, the vino. I saw. Yeah, yeah. I'm, saw I'm, I'm getting. I love. I love wine. I'm not gonna lie to you, but um, during the daytime, obviously, it's too hot to drink red wine. So I, I was drinking a couple Modellos, man. But it's just the feeling of nobody being in the crib and just kind of just getting to lay back and not have any distractions is super nice. elite. Super it's elite. Nice. It's very nice. I already know exactly what you're talking about. Lovely. First Take Tuesday. I sent you a text, by the way. Check that when you get a sec. First Take Tuesday. I want to talk about this Logan Paul Floyd Mayweather. They took over Miami, did the fight, did everything. I'm going to tell you this. I I, I don't know. I'm sorry to say it. I lost quick for a second, but I'm sorry to say it. I am going to watch Floyd Mayweather every single time. He fights. I don't care if it's an exhibition. I don't care if it's against some motherfucker up the street. I am going to watch Floyd Mayweather. I'm not going to pay the pay-per-view number. I went to a little restaurant, had some grub, watched the watched the fight. Shout out. Uh, I actually went to Parlay in River North. Uh, Eddie Jackson was in there. Shout out E-Jack, number four. Uh, I said what's up to him, talked to him for a second. He was actually really cool. He said, uh, I told him to have a big year. He said, all right, don't worry about it. I said, bet. So, shout out E-Jack. But anytime right. Floyd. So tell him, man, to force a turnover. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Would be nice. <laughs> Yo, listen, I told him, I said, look, man. I didn't tell him this, but I'm saying, look, for real. If Floyd Mayweather is going to fight, I'm going to watch it. Yeah. I don't think that blows up his legacy at all. I think it's a game at this point. He's making tons of money to do stuff. And that's just what it is. Who cares? So, yeah, I saw a lot of talk on on Twitter and all over the place of, did this ruin Floyd's legacy? You know, why is he even going eight rounds with a YouTube star? Like, what is this? Like, oh, right. 
he he almost caught him a couple of times. And I'm sitting here like, first of all, stop stop the cap 10,000%, right? Floyd is not the first former champion, nor will he be the last former champion to ever participate in an exhibition match. This has been going on forever. Guys used to box WWF guys in exhibition matches. I think Andre the Giant got into some exhibition matches with people. I know Mike Tyson's fought some weird fights over the years. Like, it's yeah. just something that people do. People box for charity. Like, this has not, This is not WBC, IBF, any of that type of stuff certified. Like, this was just for fun. It was for the fans. It was show. It was entertainment. You had Ocho Cinco on the undercard. Like, I don't, I don't fully understand why people were, like, so up in arms about this. Like, legacy, his legacy is set and sealed. There's no yeah. more, like, sanctioned fights. It's over with. Like, he is retired from actual competitive, I'm going to work or I'm sorry, competitive. I'm going to work for a few months type fights like that is over with. This was just for fun. So I'm not I'm not really understanding why people are over here just going all crazy about it. Like it doesn't seem to it doesn't seem to make any sense to me. Yo, but I don't know. Here was Floyd after the fight talking about being smart and money. And they say, well, it's, it's not all about the money. Well, your kids can't eat legacy the patches on my trunk. That's 30 man alone. So who's really the smartest one? In the sport of boxing. If you don't, if you guys don't want to see me do no exhibitions, don't come. Don't watch. When it comes to legalized bank robbing, I'm the best. I don't care if y'all write good stories. I don't care if y'all write bad stories. At the end of the day, I will always have a last laugh. Damn, I'm writing this story about Floyd. But look at the house I go to. And look at the house he go to. Then all the guys that y'all said was extraordinary the Canelos and the Pacquiao's, I made them look ordinary. And then when I see it's a chance for me to do a heist, a quick, <laughs> a quick heist, at the end of the day, I'm the smart one. They say, oh, Floyd don't look good like he used to look. My bank account looking better and better each and every day. Facts. And it's not even like, it's not even like arrogant Floyd to me. Like that was all factual. Like what, what more do y'all want from me? I fought who you wanted me to fight when it mattered, Canelo, Pacquiao, any of these clowns when I was actually trying to go for my 50 and 0. Then y'all wanted me to come back and pick up a McGregor check. Cool. I'll do that in an exhibition, right? Now you guys want me to come back and fight a YouTube star and I'll make some more money for that. Absolutely. I don't think that I don't think that Connor was an exhibition. Was that 50 was that win number 50? Uh that I think that's on the win total, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I don't know if it, it was a number about 50, that? but I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure he's still considered 50 and no, not 51 and no, but whatever it was, it wasn't like even if he would have lost that, I wasn't looking at that like it, it would have mattered to me. As far as like Floyd Mayweather, the boxer is concerned, this would be like if someone goes and plays in a big three game and you're like, oh man, you know, I saw KG in the big three and you know, he ain't blocking too many shots, man. That might <laughs> fuck up his legacy. It's like, no, this is for the bread, this is for the love, it's a show. Like, that's all it was. Like, there's yeah, Jesus and Miro calling the fight, man. This wasn't no real right. type thing, man. It's just an exhibition. It's for fun. It did nothing to his legacy for me. He is yeah. still Floyd Mayweather. I still hold him in he the same the regard that I did before. And he won the fight. Even if yeah. he would have look, if he would have yeah. came out there and got knocked out within the first 10 seconds, I would have said the same thing. He's 46 years old. Fighting yep. against a guy who's how old is Jake Paul? 27? Or Logan Paul, whichever one of them. He's in, he's in his 20s. Oh, and a lot of y'all who are out here like, oh, I'm done with the Paul brothers. This, this, I'm, I, I, after this, I'm done with them. You're a fucking hater, too. What, what, what did these dudes do to you? Two young cats getting money, cashing in, right? Took whatever it is that they did, the YouTube thing, and turned it into this. Now they're both cashing dumb checks on fights. And what, what do you care? If you don't like it, don't tune in. Y'all weren't watching boxing anyway. Y'all weren't watching boxing anyways. So why are you so offended? Like, let these young dudes eat. I don't particularly love them. I'm not, I don't watch their shit. I don't follow them. I don't listen to their podcasts. But my hat goes off to them for making money and, and building a brand and building a legacy. What, what, they can't go out and earn? Come on, man. This shit is all stupid, bro. People are stupid. The reaction to this fight, I, don't, I didn't realize people took it this seriously until I saw the reaction afterwards. Like, I thought this was just like yeah. a joke. It was on Sunday night. The last time a fight's been on Sunday night. Like, it's, it's a fucking joke. People are crazy, man. I couldn't believe that. Between 
saying Floyd's legacy and then being like, I'm done with Chris or Logan just, and Jake Paul. Just sit back like and be Paul. entertained. Just be entertained, man. Not everything That's is serious. It. Just sit back and be entertained. Yeah. That's all it is. That's all you got to do, man. That's you want to watch Real Fight and watch the UFC on Saturday. There's big fights coming up this weekend. Every week. Every if you week. Wanna, yeah, if you want to be locked in and really watch some combat sports, go do that. But this is an exhibition. Like, keyword, exhibition. Yeah, facts. I agree 100%, man. Shout out Floyd and Logan and all those guys for making a ton of money. And uh, Floyd did his thing. He was, yeah. still, he was still spooky in there. So, all right. Did you, you, oh, we're going to talk about Aaron Rodgers before we get to NBA. Really quick. Me and Nick were hopping on, and there was, there was thoughts, and people were talking that Aaron Rodgers could get fined. It was like it was pretty. It was a pretty solid number. It was like forty k. No, ninety three thousand. Ninety three thousand dollars for every missed practice, right? And he's already missed out, not fined, but missed out on a half a million for not doing the the OTAs, which yeah. he just didn't get it. He had to pay it, but he didn't get it. Right. So, in other words, you show up for OTAs. You, he had a half million waiting for him. Most, most and that's why most, a lot. That's why he shows up every year. It's an easy yeah. half a million. Now, why not? Yeah, sure. Yeah. He has. He dude, He should have showed up. Knowing he wasn't coming back, took the half million. Low key. <laughs> oh, I'm here. Thank you. <laughs> low key should have picked a lot up of, the that's cool, a lot of bread. <laughs> the cool half, and then just fucked around. Um, yeah. but which is a hell of a workout bonus. Usually, I, I didn't realize they were that much. Half a million for coming to OTAs. I don't care how much you make. Right. No. Three, that's, three that's or four a days. Chunk. Half a million. Yeah. I'm coming. I'm coming through. I'll that's be there. A yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 But I just want to touch on this real quick because I think it would be a very don't compound your mistakes already if you're the Packers. Don't sure. find this guy for not showing up to OTAs. Figure out what you're going to do with him. Don't make, don't ruffle any more feathers before either he comes to play or has to has to go out of town. What do you think? And everybody in that locker room would understand you not finding him. Like some people, are like, well, what message does that send? It's like they understand this is a Hall of Fame quarterback that's won multiple MVPs in a Super Bowl and is the key to all your success. And if he's not there, you guys are going to be absolute ass. So no one in that locker room is saying anything. If he doesn't get fined, no one's like, well, how come he doesn't get fined and I do? Like that that, that conversation is over. That yeah. ship is sails. The Packers have been trying to spin this narrative as if like the fans are disappointed in Aaron Rodgers and that you know the fan the fans are divided. I heard that last week. There's not a single Green Bay Packer fan that is divided. They're riding with Aaron Rodgers because they want him back. None of them are sitting around saying he's selfish because you guys went out and drafted a quarterback that still isn't ready to play football. So they're looking at y'all like, what the fuck did y'all do? Not only did you push this guy out of town, you pushed him out of town for a guy who we still don't know if he can play football. Like, that's the lost thing in all this is that it's been a year. It's not like they just drafted Jordan Love a couple months ago. You've had him in the building for a year. If you don't think he's ready to play after sitting for a year, he will never be ready to play. They're like, oh, they want to make sure that he's ready for like game management situations. I'm like, we're, we're still there? So like that, y'all made the mistake. Like this is on the Packers. He will never play for that team again. I was watching NFL Live today before we hopped on, and Schefter dropped this, which I think is really significant. Yeah. Um, they said one of the things with Aaron Rodgers is he knows if he comes back and does his thing, plays well. Obviously, he's not going to come back in tank, so he's going to play well. He's going to do his thing. They're going to win ball games. He doesn't want that to then turn into where the narrative is spun that the team brought him back and was able to, you know, repair the relationship with Aaron Rodgers and have the successful season. Therefore, the people that he has issues with would then be getting credit. Right. That is significant. I think that's interesting. that is personal. That is very, very personal. Not only do I not want to come and see you, I don't want to come and see you do well and then have people think that you're you're doing a good job. That is dug in. Yeah. That is 100% dug in. I, so I, don't, I don't know what else to tell y'all. So like, Schefter just kind of slid that in. And he kind of the slid that in in midday NFL Live. I'm like, no, this is get up material. <laughs> you don't, you don't, you don't <laughs> slide that in at 2 o'clock. Right. Yeah. Um, and I was like, yeah, that that's what we're hearing is that like he one of the big things um, is that he's not going to come back and have these people get credit for, quote, unquote, bringing him back. If he comes back, it's because he came back. This is where I think the Packers not having an actual team owner like really, really fucks it up. Because any team owner yeah. who was would be like, you know what? Hey, Murph, uh, what's the, what's the Guden, Gudenkust? Bye. Hey, thank you. We yeah. appreciate your service. You guys are gone. That's actually a really good. That's actually a really good point. I yeah. hadn't thought about that. No, he can't get fired by the Green Bay Park District. So I mean, it's just kind of like, hey, these the Mark, Mark Murphy is in charge of the Packers organization. 
So I don't know how it works, if there's a board of directors or how that all works, but that's way too many people involved in the decision now. You need to have one person who can kind of make that call, right? Um, and I think these guys would be out. But when I heard that, that to me was like the, the, the coffin to me had already been nailed, but that was like the fucking super glue, whatever, <laughs> to the coffin. Like, yeah. If you're if I'm sitting over here like, hey man, nah, bro. Like I'm not I'm not gonna I can't even think of an analogy that makes sense. But I'm not even gonna come and let y'all shine, right? Like I'd rather sit out than let you guys get any credit, yeah. than, than, than give you guys any chance of keeping your jobs or getting another job in the National Football League ever again. I want y'all out of football. I want I, y'all out of football. I, I, <laughs> That's what I, I want. Yeah, I mean, he. I don't know if he's saying that, but he's saying, look, y'all not gonna look good on my back. Y'all, Not at all. if y'all are gonna win games, it's gonna be without me because yeah. I don't fuck with y'all and I don't I'm fuck gonna, with y'all. Let's keep it moving. And then they interviewed his teammates, and they all like again, who was expecting his teammates to come out and be like, Oh, Aaron needs to be here. They're like, nah. First off, they asked Devontae. Devontae's like, look, man, Aaron made me a lot of money. That's my guy. I'm riding with him. They asked David yeah. Bascari, same shit. They asked uh Devin Funches, same shit. No one's going against Aaron in this. They all saw what happened. And again, yeah. man, yo. These boys drafted a quarterback that can't play. We're seeing guys come out of nowhere and, and start as rookies, right? Trey Lance might play. He hasn't played football in two and a half years. You mean to tell me that Jordan Love's not ready? That's the mistake that you guys made. Like, let's keep it real. You didn't draft fucking, um, uh, what's my man's out in, uh, Joey, not Joey Harrington. What's my man? Herbert, Justin <laughs> Herbert. Justin and he's sitting behind Rodgers. You drafted yeah. Jordan Love and he can't play. Yeah, we're going to find out. play. We're going to find out. I think that the Schefter thing is interesting, and I think it's a good point that if Green Bay had an owner, Robert Kraft per se, uh, a figurehead like that, he could come in and, and make some things happen and change that maybe could save the, the, the whole situation with Rodgers. But we'll see what know. happens there. I do not know who Dr. DN is, by the way, from yeah. Africa. Yeah, shout out African Bambada. Shout out African Bambada if it actually is. <laughs> African Bambada, that'd be sick. Yeah, shout out African Bambada. I did see that. All right, let's move over to the NBA. Um, uh, you, what, do you, what do you want to talk first? You want to talk? Let's go, let's talk this KD situation. Yeah. All right, if y'all let me let me give y'all a quick quick recap. First of all, the Nets are fucking rolling the Bucks. We'll talk about that after. But some drama jumped off this morning. Jay Williams. Came out on morning radio, was on Get Up, was on his show with Keyshawn, talking about a story that allegedly was told to him after he said AD and Giannis, if they got together, would would make like a, a KD-type basketball player. Here's Jay Williams telling a story that Kevin Durant says is not true. Can you have a quick story time with Uncle Jay? Yes, I would love to. So a couple years ago, we're at a holiday party. And I came on this show and I did a segment with you and I said, we had Anthony Davis and we had Kevin Durant. Yeah. I said, you know what? Anthony Davis and Katie would have a baby. The similarities physicality wise would be like Giannis. Yeah. Right. I go to the holiday party. Kevin Durant comes up to me and says, yo, don't you ever, ever compare me to Giannis. Don't you ever compare me to Giannis. I said, Katie, what are you talking about? You know, I, I was just talking about similarities, physicality wise, size, length. He's like, no, don't you ever compare me to Giannis. So when I see that matchup, you know what that matchup says to me? That's something personal for mm. Kevin Durant. That's who he's attacking each and every day because that's been in his brain because people have talked about Giannis being on the same level. That's the kind of intensity you're seeing in this rivalry. Oh, that's a very interesting story. Doc, so I, I was fully watching this live this morning, and uh -huh. when, he, when he said that, I, yeah, I was yeah. like – your cap detector was going my off? My cap detector was going like crazy, bro. <laughs> my, cap, my cap detector was going like crazy because I was like, first of all, that story sounds like absolute bullshit, right? So, like, either one of two things. Either it's true and you're a clown for telling it that way because if it did happen, I guarantee you it wasn't as, like, grand as he made it sound. Like, KD is not thinking about Giannis. I can tell you that right now. Their games are not similar. Giannis cannot shoot. So, like, I don't, I don't even understand where the comparison even comes from. And it's not like Katie's like, ooh, now they're comparing me to Giannis. Like, yeah, I got to take this dude out. Like, Kevin yeah. Durant is a multi-time champion. He's not worried about Giannis, number one. Number two, it doesn't even sound like some shit that would happen. And, like, Jay Williams, let's call him for what he is. He is the resident ESPN cornball. Like, I can't stand Jay Will. I can't stand that he gets, like, 10 minutes every morning on Get Up to be the only basketball guy that they have because whatever bullshit he comes out and says, like, people ride with that for the morning – 
like he's a clown. That story was clown was clownish. And when I heard it, I was just like, Katie's not going to like this either way. If he did say it, he's definitely not going to like it. And if he didn't say it, like, come on, man. And that's his I, guy, too. Like, they do the boardroom together. They do the like, boardroom and shit. Yeah, not, like, they're all, not anymore. Not like, anymore. No, so then, like you're a clown. So Katie commented on that clip on Instagram and said, this is a fucking, he, he said, and I quote, this is a fucking lie. Jay Will can never speak for me ever. He ever. said, that was what he commented under that video. It it does kind of seem when he says, "Can we go to story time with Uncle Jay?" Will he's already trumped up the shit? Yes, from the start. Yes, like he had been thinking about this shit last night, and he, yes. he was going to tell this whole story this morning, yes. right? <laughs> so that was that was something that I I thought was a little odd. Second, I will say this: Do you think he just? Bold face made the whole thing up. No, nah, it could have been some stories be like, some, "Uh, I saw you compare me to Giannis, man. Get the fuck out of here with that." It could have been something like that. There had to be some type of conversation. Yeah, so, I don't think he just made it all the way cold, but, bold face out. But either he, way, like you said, look, hey, this is my thing, bro. This is obviously a conversation they had in confidence. So what are you doing? E- either either he said that to you. Like, yo, don't don't compare, don't put me and Giannis in the same, you know, sentence. Yeah, hit free throws. Yeah, we're different guys. Yeah. We play a different game. I got rings. Yeah, I have multiple uh, finals MVPs. I have, you know what I mean. Don't we're not in the same atmosphere, right? Or he lied and made up the story. They're, it's a both. It's a it's a bad look on both sides. And he made it sound like as soon as he walked in the party, like KD ran up to him, like, oh, wait, 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 what you said? Like, right. it's just the way he said it. Yeah, story time with Uncle Jay Will. Like, dog, you, he's a fucking clown. I, I can't stand Jay Will on TV. I think he's a fucking clown. I'm just going to go ahead and put that out there. I, I cannot stand him, and I haven't been able to in a long time. But in regards to that story, like, yeah, if he did say that to you, like, keep that between the two of y'all, man. That's not a story that needs to be told. And definitely don't add more to it to make it sound like it was something that it wasn't. Yeah. Like, you knew K- and you knew KD was going to hear that because KD hears and listens to everything. He's told you this much. I hear it all. I listen to it all. And 100%, if he hears it and doesn't, dis- it doesn't agree with it, KD is the type to call you out. Right. And that's supposed to be your guy. So now it's like KD's like, dog, this guy's a clown. I can't even trust former players in the media. I can't trust anybody. All these people are clowns and I'm done. And it further, it further like allows KD to dig into his anti-media thing. It's like, look at this. This is a guy who I do business with, who I break bread with. And he's hopping on morning TV, spewing a bunch of bullshit. And like, he's also like, look, Giannis doesn't need to hear that bullshit either. I don't need Giannis out here thinking that like, you know what I'm saying? I hear his name and I fucking go all crazy. Like the shit just looks weak. So it was a weak, weak ass statement by Jay Will. Like, yeah, and I, it'll be funny to see what he says tomorrow or how he responds to it. Because Katie made sure on the Instagram video. Very then clear. Took, then he took to Twitter. What did he say on Twitter? He said, yeah, uh, I, got the, I, got, I got it on Twitter right here. And uh, <laughs> for everybody listening, I quote, at Katie, uh, K- Katie Trey 5, man's, he says, man's, talking about Jay Williams, will do anything to advance their career in this media shit. Wanting to be accepted by an industry that will dispose of you whenever they please. Keep me out all that corny ass talk about who's better and legacy and all that dumb ass shit. He said, I don't even talk like that. Now, the biggest thing of that whole thing for me was I don't even talk like that. That whole story you just told, that's not me. Not and, that's, me. and that's where I was like, man, I, I think I, 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 I tend to lean way more that way to believe anything Jay Will was saying. Yeah, 100%. Like, I don't even talk like that. Like, you're a clown. That's what I thought when I heard it, too. It's like, I don't see KD being like that. Like, yeah. he's kind of a laid-back dude who talks shit, but, like, not, again, seeking Jay Will out of the party, be like, how dare you compare me to Giannis? Like, come on, man. Right. And the, yeah. and the take was whack. If you put, what do you say? If you put KD and AD together, you get Giannis. No, you don't. If, you yes. Get, you, you, yeah, yeah, that's, that's not what that's, that's not what you get. You get a better KD. Yeah. <laughs> that's what you get. Like you don't yeah. get Giannis. Giannis can't shoot. Yeah, the whole 
The whole take was whack. And Green, I, I, you could tell Greeny was like, wow, that's an interesting story. Yeah, he's Greeny like, even knew, like, this is some cap on my morning show. I can't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe this motherfucker just hopped on here just, and lied yeah. on my shit. We're good. We talk basketball for 0.2 seconds a, a day, and this is what we get? Like, come yeah. on, man. Yeah, straight, that was. Straight pure cap, dog. Jay Will is a fucking clown. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Okay, well, then now, since we got the, the drama out of the way, let's talk uh, a little bit of Nets Bucks the well, series that, that wasn't cap what happened last night that was all factual at one point <laughs> the bucks were down 49 in a playoff game hey 49 in a playoff game now with with a lot of time left i, I, I want hey, uh, we talked about this last night too there was big conversation and i'm not gonna lie i said all wax that if the Bucks series odds got up to like 185, I was gonna take it. I thought I, I would. I think plus 185 would have been too much. It got to 165. I never touched it. Um, I left the whole series alone. I didn't. I didn't bet game one or game two. Now they look completely overmatched without James Harden on the floor. There was a big conversation before the series started about a lot of casuals were had this narrative that Brooklyn or uh, Milwaukee won't be able to keep up with Brooklyn. Brooklyn has too much firepower. And all the analytical dudes and all these basketball dudes were saying, yo, you sound dumb as hell because Milwaukee averages the most points in the league and has one of the most efficient offenses in the league. And what exactly happened is Milwaukee so far in the series does not have enough juice and enough firepower to keep up with a James Hardenless Brooklyn Nets. I mean, they scored 86 points last night. So it's not even that you were getting drubbed on the defensive end of the side of the ball. Like you were getting smacked around on offense too. You couldn't even score. You scored 86 points last night. 86 points. It scored 19 points in the first quarter. That ain't it. So, yeah, 100%, man. I mean, I I understand. And I was one of those people. I was like, well, and I was more just repeating what I heard. I'll, I'll admit that. Like, yeah. oh, they had the number one offense this season. Um, maybe they will be able to score. Not at all. Not at all. And I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, go ahead. No, I was just going to say the playoffs. It's just different, man. When you talk about because look at. I think what more people were saying was on the the offensive tip was they just got more hoopers. That's what they were saying. When it comes down to it, give me Kyrie with the ball on the wing. Give me James with the ball at the top. And give me Durant with the rock in his hands anywhere you want it, underneath the basket, in the corner, top of the key, wherever, versus – an entire offense of the Milwaukee Bucks. I think that's what was being said. Yeah. And Chris Middleton showed up a little bit in the second half, but he Late. started Game was over. He started the series two for 23, I think. I mean, their problems are bigger than Chris Middleton. Like, absolutely, he needs to be playing better. But, I, I mean, a Chris Middleton – Fucking could have had 35 last night and they wouldn't have won the game. It doesn't the, matter. The offensive possessions that we were seeing from Milwaukee were brutal. Yeah. Well, and then defensively, for some for some reason, you play a zone against KD and Kyrie. Yeah. That's Mike, though. And, and, but, and I've been telling you about Mike. I've been telling you about Budenholzer. No adjustment, but he made an adjustment in game one by starting P.J. Tucker, that which worked for about five minutes. It looked really good. I was like, wow, how about that? A butt adjustment. He has not made a single adjustment since then. He was playing a zone against these boys. They were running offensive possessions uh, last night that I couldn't believe. At one point where I called you, which was the Chris Middleton high post back down, uh, he literally didn't turn around and threw the ball straight to, I think it was KD or Kyrie, whoever it, no, was. it was. It was, it was he, not a member of the Milwaukee Bucks. He bounced it off back of Portis's head. Yeah. like It was like a screen and roll in the paint with Bobby Portis. Some yeah, shit. and yeah. it's like well, we're not calling any plays. We're not running any offensive sets. Yeah. Giannis is shooting ill-advised three-pointers early in the shot clock. Pull-up threes. It was Giannis pull-up three time. Like, what are, what are we doing here? Like, he's right. playing some, some twisted version of hero ball that doesn't even suit his skills. Middleton is non-existent. Um, they're, they're, this this team is just overmatched right is now. It, and you're letting uh, Kyrie. 
I understand like KD was the story last night, but to start the last two games, to start the games, Kyrie has come out. This is clearly their strategy. Kyrie is coming out to start these games firing and putting you on your back to start the game. He is putting a ton of pressure on Milwaukee to start the game. Kyrie's been getting those first couple buckets doing his thing, right? And then he kind of settles down and lets KD do his. But if you watch the games, Kyrie is coming out and putting pressure on them. I think a big part of that is they just look like they were playing. They just played harder than Milwaukee last night. Yeah. Bruce Brown. Gamer. Was all over the place yesterday. He was at the basket. He was playing defense. He was knocking down threes. I'm starting to think it's more like you said, just Milwaukee being overmatched in the first two than a situation, but. Well, you still need to make an adjustment. You still need to do something. Try something. But I, what could you have done last night? They weren't missing any shots. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it, and Milwaukee wasn't hitting for the second straight game. Milwaukee cannot buy a three point basket, so I don't. I don't really know. Um, but you got to do something. I don't know. I'm not an NBA head coach, but I can tell you that they were doing the same thing for four quarters. Yeah. But he did not call. I don't. I cannot tell you an offensive play that the Bucks ran last night. They continue to do the same thing over and over again. Same exact thing over and over and over and over again. It starts with Giannis. Someone was saying, hey, why don't you guys try taking Giannis off the ball and playing him like a big? That that works for me. Who could, They don't have anybody that can guard him if you put him down low and have him put his fucking hands up. But I think but you, part, part of that is like, man, we haven't done that all year, and, that, and we've been busting ass, but – Every year in the playoffs is different time. Every year in the playoffs is different. If that's what's going to work, if you look at the Nets and you're like, hey, they have absolutely no no front line that can stop him, then why are you having him start out the perimeter and and do his dribble to the basket, which takes forever, right? And maybe it'll go in. It's a a good play. But he's also back there and allowing himself to pull up for threes. And that's just not his game. I I don't understand. And why is, hey, also – why is and I understand it was only for three minutes to end the half, but why is Thanasis even getting in the game? They need some. Energy, what is it like? Eight? What well, is it no. like? Eight? So you I'll like tell that? you why. No, no, no. I mean, I'll tell you why he's in the game because, like I said, Bruce Brown was busting their ass on hustle plays. They just looked. They wanted it way more than Milwaukee, and they were hitting all their jumpers. I guess I'll say this: Giannis, so, uh, Thanasis, Pat Connaughton, and Brent Forbes were the only players. That- Positive plus minuses last night. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. they came in and were hustling at least. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. True. But Chris Middleton looked so fucking bad in the first quarter. It was mind-boggling. Disinterested, lazy-ass shots. Like, just everything about the, 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 the shit to start the game was, was horrendous. Meanwhile, Bruce Brown is out there running like his head's on fire, doing everything he has to do. He's getting tips. He's tipping balls on rebounds. Everything, man. It was crazy. I'm just watching it like these dudes are just trying harder than them. So Milton was a minus 30 last night, which I mean it was a blowout, so everybody's gonna be big. But yeah, yeah. yeah uh he looked terrible, man. He looked yeah. terrible. He looked brutal, bro. And and my and they don't really have any options outside of those two. Like if it's not if, if Giannis is gonna do his thing, but the number two isn't doing his. It's look, dead. Holiday's nice, but he's not like a number three like that that's gonna go out and go out and get you 40. Yo, middle like, they don't have that guy. They both need to be cooking, especially yeah. against the Nets. Yeah. That's just what it's going to have to be. Yep. And just like two, just like two of the three from Milwaukee or for Brooklyn are going to have to cook. Kevin Durant continues to cook with absolutely no, no problem whatsoever. Well, of course. So thirty-two on eighteen shots. You could guarantee he's going to score thirty, and then when Kyrie scores twenty-five, and then Joe Harris, Joe Harris is so fucking fluid. He knocks down everything. Then you got guys like Bruce Brown giving you eight, nine, and Mike, ten. Mike, Mike James. Yeah, it's like, They haven't had an answer for Mike dust. James all series. Yeah. They're dust. It's dust. So the question, before we move off of the Nets and Milwaukee and KD, I asked you this in the chat yesterday. Going into Milwaukee now for game three, what would you make the line? What did I say? Five and a half, right? You said five, yeah. Five, yeah, five. Nets minus five. What is it right now? What do we got? I don't know. I haven't looked. Have they not put a line out? I can look right now. Hold on. I don't. I don't know if it's up. But I would. I, I said two and a half. I my guess it it have to be, um, like two and a half. I don't have anything for tomorrow. On Dra- I'm on DraftKings. Oh yeah, three and a half. There you go. Three and a half. Milwaukee minus three and a half. So we're way off. 
Milwaukee minus three and a half for game one. Brooklyn's getting points in game three? Brooklyn's getting points in game How three. are they getting points after being up 40? I don't care where they play. Milwaukee, is that how much of a home court advantage Milwaukee has? Because there's nothing about this series through the first two games, the first eight quarters of play, that could ever lead me to believe that Milwaukee would be laying any points in a game three situation. I don't care if they play in Giannis's basement. Like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't give a fuck. There's yeah. no, that's crazy. Well, it's a must win. It's, they know that. Vegas knows that. They're well, going so they're back gonna... to Milwaukee. The Bucks know that. And they know that a lot of people are looking to bet Milwaukee in game one or in I'm, game three at I'm, home. I'm all over that. Give me the I'll give I'll take the three and a half with Brooklyn. So that that's why that's the number. So we'll James see. even does James even take the trip to Milwaukee? Or is he like, nah, uh, bar's closed too early. <laughs> he uh, he's gotta go just because it's just, it's it'll it'll be a couple game stretch. But he's like how long is it in Chicago? All right, cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm down to Chicago, James. For real. James gonna be on rush, like, yeah, we playing, yeah. Yeah, but uh, Cody asked in the comments, "Is Budenholzer going if they lose?" I think yes. without question. Yes, um, without they, sure. and they've already been floating that out there. I think there was, you know, whenever you see like the little Bleacher Report notification come through, Mike Budenholzer could be in trouble if the Bucks don't win, which was like a month ago. I saw that. Yeah, that's Bucks ownership pretty much calling up Bleacher Report. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. You right said that's <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Where does that come but, from? I mean, yeah, who, yeah, that's that's Bucks ownership saying, "Yeah, hey, bud." We're letting you know. Don't be standing there on the sidelines with that stupid-ass look on your face again this year because you'll be out of a job, and it's going to happen again now. Yeah, this is what it is. All right, and, I, and they're locked in with this roster is a problem, too. I mean, they're, you're, you're so locked in. Yeah. Beyond that, locked in. Yeah. I told you. They should have made the they, – if they, they were number one, should have been calling for James Harden. I don't care yes. what it takes. Dumb I don't care Miami. what it takes. I'll give y'all Lakefront Brewery. I'll give y'all Chris Middleton. <laughs> I'll give y'all the. I'll give y'all Ryan Braun. Miller Light, the Miller Light, I'll give y'all whatever you want, man. I'll yeah. give y'all whatever you want. Give us James because he's the player to play there. Like oh, that's dude, who you want. He's he's so perfect with Giannis. He is, he is literally perfect for Giannis. When he came up, I said James and Giannis. I don't. You could those two and any three other guys. It's fine. Because yeah. he's going to be able to do the outside score and all that Giannis can't do. You can park Giannis's ass down low. He's going to feed Giannis. I mean, it's a mute point now because he's not going anywhere. But yeah. I, I also think that they should be calling about Dame. He's not as good a fit as Giannis. But they need to be calling about any perimeter big-time scorer so that you can use Giannis in the way that he really needs to be used, which is as a big. Yeah. As a really talented big, but like in that Anthony Davis-type mold, more, even more down low than Davis because he can't shoot as well. But – this whole, like, he's not KD. He's not Harden. You can't run the offense through him like this. Right. Put him down low where he's fucking unstoppable and just come up with some creative ways to use him. I don't understand what the way that they even use him. It, it says a lot. I mean, he's won two MVPs, so I can't be, you know, they can't be using him too wrong, but it's just like, it's clear as day in regular, this series. Regular season MVPs, though. Regular season MVPs. Regular yeah. season MVPs. All right, let's move off of these guys so we can get Luka the Clippers, and then CP and the Suns in. Let's talk Luka Doncic really quick. I tweeted out earlier, first off, salute the Clippers for coming back. Down 0-2, came back, took care of business in seven. Um, Kawhi Leonard's game six will go down as the reason they were able to get that done. He went ballistic, berserk, whatever, whatever, uh, whatever adjective you want to, you want to use to describe what happened. In game six, he closed those boys out on jump shots, three-pointers, face-up, any way you wanted it, Kawhi got it done. Now, the Clippers still make me nervous. If I had to bet some money, I would take Utah before I took them in this in this upcoming series. That's a fact for me. Mm-hmm. Um, they're too wishy-washy. They depend on a lot of stuff from Kawhi like, like they did in game six. And... They should be smoking out a team like Dallas, in my opinion. If Dallas would have got to the Jazz, the Jazz beat them in five games, yeah, without sure. question for me. Easy. So so uh, they had too much trouble with Dallas, and they have too much trouble. And it might be about the guy we, we, we're, we're about to talk about, specifically just because of him uh, in Luka Doncic. He just fries them. Whatever, right? Yeah. Now, I tweeted out, Luka Doncic – the reason he keeps coming out early in games and crushing and doing whatever he wants on every possession up and down 
early and then he fades late in the game is purely he's he's out of shape. <laughs> Say say what you want. He is not in tip-top shape for seven-game playoff runs where he has to see Kawhi Leonard a bunch on the defensive end, and he has to carry that team offensively every possession. I'm going to say this. Could he use some help, a real second option, without question? But, bro, they don't have that. And he knew they weren't going to have that going into the year. Mm-hmm. So... When Kawhi, oh, when 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 Luka Doncic wants to take his body, the off season, and get in tip top shape and get all that stuff and take it seriously, his diet, his body lifted, the league is Luka Doncic. He, he's going to be the MVP. He's going to win playoff series, whatever you want, because he does what when he's fresh, he does whatever he wants on the offensive end, every possession. I don't care who's in front of him. Kawhi, Reggie Jackson, whoever. He's getting to the bucket or he's getting to the spot where he wants to take a jumper and it's not an issue. So he needs to get in tip-top shape so he can last seven games in a series and come down every time he needs to. his team needs a bucket to come down to get a bucket. There was three or four games in this series where he scored 30 points in the first half in the game of 40. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not I'm not slighting him for that, but they need him down the stretch of games, and they didn't have it when they needed and it's, him most. And it's not like in the second half defenses are keying on him more. It's like when you play the Dallas Mavericks, you're keying on Luka from the opening tip, right? So <clears throat> it's not necessarily the other teams are adjusting to him well. I think it's 100% what you say. He gets tired. And you look at him, right? It's not like – visibly he's out of shape he came in this year out of shape which a lot of guys did because they didn't expect the season to start as as fast as it could whatever fine you use the time to get yourself back into shape it says a lot when a guy plays an entire nba season and is still out of shape like it really says a lot about what they're doing during the year what type of maintenance they have going on what their diet looks like all what kind of exercise they're doing throughout the year when you play an entire season in which you're playing 35, 36 minutes a game or however much he plays, and you're still out of shape after 72 games. Like, that tells you everything you need to know about his habits. Like, what was the big difference for Embiid this year? They got swept last year. He went and hired a trainer, hired a dietitian and a chef, and said, I'm going to get in shape. Like, I, I'm not fucking around with this anymore. I'm not going to be tired in the fourth quarter anymore. No, Embiid, was eating, M- Embiid was eating burgers, getting massages, yeah. pregame and shit. Pregame, yeah. Oh, He's like, no, I can't do this anymore. And then look what happened. He comes out this year, is in shape, and it's like, oh, yeah, this is this is what we fully expected. So I think for Luca, 100%, that's what it is. But as a joke, I just looked up, like, what the top Slovenian foods are, just to kind of get an idea of what he might be eating. <laughs> hey, look, the first five things I saw were all pretty much, like, rolled dough, rolled pastry. Meat yeah. dumplings, like all this shit that right. you potatoes, like all this shit that you should not be eating if you're trying to lose weight or maintain weight or whatever it is that he needs to do. So for me, and that's 100% a choice, man. I don't think if you listen to Luca, if you watch him, if you watch his mannerism, kind of how he acts, this isn't some like wide eyed kid from Europe who's like hanging on to everything that the coach and the organization is telling him. Like, I think he is very much an individual and kind of knows his power and knows who he is. So it's not a matter of like, oh, they need to tell him to get in shape. I'm sure they have. He's just not doing it. And like at some point, man, after enough playoff exits or enough situations like that where you should have won this series. And we're not going to say they lost it because Luka wasn't in shape, but there's no downside to being in tip-top shape. No players ever came in and be like, you know what, man, I I came in too too much in shape shape this year. And (laughs) LeBron is like your gold standard. We're like, wait, it's amazing how LeBron does it at 36. No, it's not. Because all he does is take care of himself. All he does is take care of himself, man. So you look at some of these guys, you look at your Kawhis and these different guys, and I get Kawhi takes a lot of time off during the year, but like whatever it is, these guys are in great shape. Like it matters. Maybe 20 years ago, 30 years ago, it wouldn't have mattered as much. But with the way that these guys are weight training now, with all the diet stuff, the metabolic testing, you know, and the fact that you have may make enough money now to have a chef and a trainer to come with you. Like, there's no excuse, dog. Like, this is your job. You're a professional athlete. Being in shape would 100% make a difference for you. Um, You're already strong as shit. Like, imagine you put some definition behind it. Well, that's the thing. I think 
part of him is like, I'm frying these dudes doing whatever I'm doing right now. But he's also, what, 22 years old? Yeah. So, like, that that's gonna that's also going to catch up. Yeah, you'll hit a wall. I, I'm not telling him to get smaller because I think he, he uses his size tremendously. Yeah. He pins people. He moves them out of the way. He puts you on his strong. ass. Yeah. Exactly. He puts you on his hip, and you can't get, you can't get around. Yeah. He moves you around, does whatever he wants. That's what he does, right? But go get more solid. Stay. How, I don't know how much he weighs. What does he weigh? 220, 225, uh, whatever. It's, it's doughy. It's doughy. visibly doughy. Stay that weight, but just flip it into some muscle and get solid. Yeah. Everybody was clowning. They, dude, these people on the internet are also fucking idiots. Talking about uh, Luca denied Paul George the uh, the jersey swap. I was watching it live, and I'm telling you right now, Paul took his jersey off, and Luca was like, bro, I'm not taking my shirt off out here in front of all these cameras. Let me hit you oh, in the yeah. back. Oh, really? I didn't even I, see that I, part. Is that what that, happened? That's what I think happened. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of beliefs. Like, bro, I'm fat. I'm not taking my that shit off out here. Yeah, they're like, going to see a shirt with me and my compression shirt on yeah, under. Like, like, yeah, I'll pull around I don't, all day. Yeah, I don't have an undershirt on. I'll catch you in the back. Like, it, it, that was yeah. the conversation. People are like, oh, yeah, Luca denied Paul. Like, get the fuck out of here with that. Yeah, who cares? No, I think you hit it right on, man. Like, and then I think there were some supporting stats. I wish we had them, but the stats bear it out too. I mean, the stats, oh. the eye test obviously does, but the statistics between first, second, third, fourth quarter, like he starts to fall off of a cliff. Hold and on, it's still I got 30 right points here. a game at the end of the game. But to your point, 25 of them come in the first half, 20 of them come in the first half. Like, yeah. I reached Stat Muse put out a number about, uh, they put out a tweet essentially saying what I was saying. Um, Luca, Luca Doncic by quarter this playoffs. First quarter, eighty-five points on fifty-four percent shooting, forty-eight percent from three. Second quarter, seventy-one points on sixty-two percent shooting, fifty-seven percent from three. Third quarter, this is where we start to tail off. Fifty-four points, forty-four percent, thirty-two percent from three. Fourth quarter, forty points, thirty-five percent from the floor, twenty-eight percent from three. Jumper, jumper's getting flat, arms getting tired. Legs getting tired. He's just yep. tired. He's tired. Simple as that. And you could watch it possession by possession, him coming down, the shots he takes, they're all lazy-ass shots. He's just flat-out tired. He needs help, sure, but he, he he needs to get in better shape. There's get in better simple, shape, man. Simple, simple, simple as, as that. that. Like, if he was coming out with definition and looks like he's in shape, like, okay, we, we could say another, a couple other things. But I think until he – does that, and we kind of see what that'll do for him. Because again, we 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 have the examples of guys who started to take their bodies seriously, and the changes that it made for him. Like that's what Luca needs to do. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what he does this offseason. I know he's about to get a dumb, crazy bag within the next couple months. Yeah, a uh, he's gonna get, yeah, he's gonna get the highest contract in NBA history. Which people say that, like, but look again, man, it's just until the next guy signs. So that, that's all it is. He's just going to sign um, at the right time. The next guy, that. whoever next year, Trey Young, whoever that might be, these guys are all going to get dumb, crazy bags. Luca's probably um, going to sign three max deals in his in his career. Yeah, sure. Great. Um, um, yeah. Chris Middleton probably will, too. Um, but, not not, not, not <laughs> if yo, I was writing checks. That, that legal heist Floyd clip should be played every time Middleton touches the ball. Legal heist. The legal heist. I'm the best at this. Now I get an opportunity to get a legal heist, and y'all yeah. are mad at me? Um, yeah. so yeah, no, I think, I think they absolutely need to get us some help. It was interesting. There was some, uh, story came out yesterday about Porzingis not being happy with his role on the team and how him and Doncic are, are not friends. They don't really get along like that. Um, yeah. And I guess Luca is kind of, you know, his own person and KP his own person. But I mean, obviously there was a lot of KP shit coming from the Knicks that he was kind of a high maintenance type guy. Um, but so stuff like that starting to swirl around. So just like. Remember two years ago, I said, hey, man, it's about to get kind of unsweet for Giannis. Yeah. And now we're here. It'll you get that like, way with Luca. The ascent is always great, man. But at some point, you stop ascending and people won't expect things from you. They expect rings. They expect you to be competing for championships. And you can put up 35 a game and dazzle all you want to and win multiple MVPs like Giannis did. Or, you know, put up a bunch of points like Luca does. But if you don't start winning the way we are right now, it's people going to be something like, hey. Hey, can you win with him? Can you win with him? Look at Giannis. Can you yeah. win with Giannis? Can you win with Giannis? <laughs> is it the free yeah. throws that caused him to lose? And I told you that's what's going to happen. So that's where we're going to be at with Luca. So he needs to do everything within his power to uh, to make that work. So Giannis is another great example of a guy. He was never out of shape, but he obviously had to build an NBA body. But once he did, 
Forget about no, it. No, but I'm going to tell you this, man. Like, he's out of shape and fresh, and no one can do anything with him. Yeah. Just go get in shape, get and shape. you can do that all game, every possession, anytime you want. No one will be able to fuck with you. That's hey, pure, and, pure and simple. To kind, of, to kind of wrap this part up, though, real quick, um, you know who no one else can, you know, no one can really fuck with? Who? Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, I mean. We can't talk about that series without just talking about the last, the whole series from Kawhi, all seven games, he was on fire. Yeah, I mean, Um, we could 30 points a game, 60% shooting. Yeah, I don't know if we were touching on Kawhi today or not, but I'm not going to. No, let's do it. Flowers. They, uh, he's so good. They took two L's in the first two games, but he, he, he He was good in those games. (laughs) And he tucked those boys in the rest of the way. The rest of the way, literally. Best way to be, he tucked them in. He tucked them in. Have you ever seen anybody. Like, watching his game, like, it's hard. Like, if I was a kid playing ball, I, I don't know if I could really try to, like, replicate Kawhi's game because it's so, like, he dribbles with his head down, right? You ever notice? He dribbles with his head down, goes to exactly where he wants to, pulls up, rises and fires. jump shot, and it hits every time. Yeah, it's all net. All, all, it's all, all cash. It's, it's yeah, every back, time. He just gets back where iron, I've never Back iron front net, yeah. Might be top three in the league at getting where and knowing exactly where he wants to go on the floor and getting to his spot every single. If he goes over by the elbow, you should you might as well just not play D. If you let him get there, you might as well just not play any defense because he's gonna it's cash. Yeah. It's Yo, cash. He's in tip top shape. Tip top shape. Tip top shape. That's what happens when you take 30 games off. But, yeah, hey, but no, but he dog, he's in tip top shape. Tip top shape. The shit he did in game six, he never tired. He, he's never tired. Wasn't 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 sweating. It just tucked him in. That's and was guarding Luca. And was, was guarding like, hey, Luca. You know, you know, I'm sick of this shit, man. I'm not trying to go out in the first round. I guess I care somewhat about what people say about me. I'm gonna go ahead and win these games. But y'all yeah. boys better be ready for round two because I'm sick of this shit. Yeah. So like, no, I mean an Kawhi, assassin. He's Kawhi, so good. Kawhi, top five player in the league, just like top three, whatever you want to put him. He's he he's there. Katie's there. That's it. No conversation about it. No conversation. So, yeah. So yeah, shout out, uh, shout out to the Clips. I, they still make me really nervous. They came back. I still think they're very questionable. But maybe this is the 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 year where like they put it all together and has got a little shaky versus Luca. But all of a sudden they they they're ready to win the West. Well, when so, your top five guy plays like a top five guy, um, there's, 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 there's only five top five guys, right? So I mean, you got <laughs> yes, you, you got one of them. One of them is out the playoffs. Another one yeah. is out the playoffs. He put Steph in your top five, so there's really only a couple guys that are of that stature yep. left in the playoffs, and and and, 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 and have the jewelry. And honestly, two of them are on the, in the East. Yeah. So it's really just you. You're the best. You're the best player. You're the best, you're the best player left in the West. In the West Conference, Jokic, who just won uh, MVP about five minutes ago, they announced it. Um, but it. yeah, Kawhi Leonard is the best player. Yeah. I think it's safe to say he's the best player in the Western Conference right now. Barton. Left in left in the playoffs without question. Yeah. yeah. No, no question, no doubt. So, about does it. he go on a does he go on a Toronto type run through the West? People forget that Toronto run. Anybody oh, that shit was ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's silly. It's it's very. <laughs> and he was hurt. Yeah, it's very possible. <laughs> I I, I can't, I'm really interested to see this Jazz series. I I've been on the I've been on the Jazz in Phoenix, and I don't want to say I've been on them like because they've been they were one and two in the West. Yeah, but I've been on them to legit. They I I thought early. And talked about it and thought they had a legitimate chance to win the West. Sure. Like, I, I the, the, the Jazz and Suns have a real chance to win the West. That, I thought sure. that early on in the year. Well, now with Rod out the way, yeah. Yeah, I still think that. So, I'm really interested to see um, this, this, uh, this Clippers Jazz. Because also, the Clippers showed you that they'll fold. Tim Hardaway gets hot and Luka gets hot, they just, like, they just fold up. Great series from Tim Hardaway Jr. Yeah, shout out to him. He's about to get the back, too. I think he's up for free agency, right? He's a free agent. Yeah, it's another. No, they said that, fuck that poor Zingas. It's not the poor Zingas trade anymore. It's the Hardaway Jr. It's the Hardaway trade. They threw him in there. He was a throw-in. The Knicks threw him in there. Like, here, take Tim Hardaway. Now he's better than Luka. Or not Luka, I'm sorry. Better than uh, poor Zingas. Yeah. Yeah, so, it, uh... And if and, there's a team in the league that can just onslaught you and run you off the floor, it's Utah. Yeah. So uh, I'm interested to see that series. With precision. I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah. Um, 
Say, shout out Luke Kennard for getting some run. He probably should have been playing the whole series too. Unbelievable. So hey, Luke Kennard makes $18 million a year. Jalen Brunson makes one. Help it make it make sense. Brunson will be up for a deal pretty soon. I hope. Hey, and I've said this multiple times. We'll, we'll just end on this real quick, but I need answers from the 30, the 32, 31 NBA GMs that just that picked in front of Jalen Brunson before he got taken. I just need I need to know. Because we what, talked about it. What you were thinking? Yeah, because yeah, everybody was like, yeah, this guy's going to play in the league for 15 years, but now he's a second rounder. I'm like, that doesn't compute. <laughs> it yeah, doesn't that, make any sense. Yeah. <laughs> what are we talking about yeah. here? Yeah. Meanwhile, we take Chandler Hutchinson, and he's he's on his way almost out the league. Yeah. Making TikTok Making posts TikToks about helping his about team get to the playoffs and then gets DMPs. Fucking clown. Shout out Jalen Brunson, man. Yes, sir. All right, let's – Let's move over just because we don't have too much time. You want to talk – would you rather talk Trey Young and Philly or CP3 last night closing them boys out? Let's talk CP3 and then and the boys closing them out. Okay. Shout out Trey Young, though. We see you. We see yeah. young fella. At the game one, they put on a show and almost gave it away. And almost gave it away. Shout out Bogdanovich. That's I love his games. Yeah. You've been a Bogdanovich. You love all the you love all the itches though, nah, right? I love Any Bogdanovich. Itch, Marjanovich, Bogdanovich. Yeah, I'm Maravich, all over all of Bogdanovich. them. Yeah, give them to me. Uh <laughs> I was on Bogey in Sacramento for years. I love yeah. Bogdanovich. Yeah. So uh Milwaukee I think that. Milwaukee could really use Buddy. I'll tell you that, and he's been he's been playing really well for Atlanta. He sure. made a good decision. They they look tough. They win uh they win game one in Philly. Game two is in a couple hours here. But Chris Paul talked him in. That's it. Master class. Master class. So we're talking about Luca, you know, being tired by the fourth. Chris Paul is like the exact opposite of that. Chris Paul uses the first three quarters of the game to charge up. Charging up, charging up. Got a yep. couple smart plays. Go ahead, go ahead, you guys. Yeah. go ahead, young fella, Aiden. Yeah, young go ahead, fella, young fella, hey, book. Hey, DeAndre, go down there, book, do your thing. Fourth yep. quarter, it's winning time, and you yeah. saw it last night. Yeah, you saw it last night. They all we've been, yo, we've been talking about this shit for months all year. What's the difference with the Suns? It's Chris Paul in the fourth quarter saying, "This is how you close out a ball game." Yes, this absolutely. is how you win a ball game against an opponent that you're smarter than. This is how you. This is the right plays that you need to make. I'm gonna go to the elbow and do my little thing. I was hitting threes last night. I'm saving up all. What do you have? Fourteen in the, or seventeen in the fourth? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, seventeen in the fourth. Dog. He had seven. He had like twenty ten and one turnover yesterday. He doesn't turn the ball over. We're just gonna go out there. If you execute, he's like, hey, if we execute in the fourth quarter, right, and do what we're supposed to do, we will win the game. And some of the quotes after the game, I think Aiden said the same thing. He's like, yeah, this is, this is what we've been doing all year. We just ride it, and then Chris leads us. Uh, Booker said the same thing. We just ride it, and then Chris leads us. He shows us how to win. Like, it's remarkable, man. And, like, the thing is, it's not like he's just out there as, like, some old sage giving advice. Again, like, when it's time for him to perform and actually put the ball in the bucket, he's available for that, too. So I, I love seeing that. Um, I think you're right. Phoenix is very problematic. They're they have dangerous. a really, really, really good team. Like, they have the things that you want. They have yes. an elite-level point guard. They have an elite level scorer. They have a very, very good big. And they have a bunch of role players who can shoot the ball, whether it's Bridges, whether it's Crowder, who's played in so many fucking games. Boss Man 99. Boss Man 99. Shout out Jake Crowder. <laughs> um, yes. Sarge comes in and gives you some solid minutes. Campaign. Campaign. You have an irrational confidence guy. Like all of when you look at championship teams and the ingredients, like that's what you need. Oh, give me yeah. some guy who thinks he's way better than he is. Boom. Insert campaign. Because yeah. it's easy with campaign. If he comes in and he's like 0 for 8, you can just take his ass out. Yep. But there's going to be games he comes in and he's 5 for 8. And it's just like, yo, we're going to ride this wave. Um, the so Phoenix, great, great job. I'm going to tell you this. The Phoenix Suns team you saw last night, if they can get that often, they are very, very tough yes. to beat. Four guys over 20 points. And great Bridget, D. They held the Nuggets to 105. Bridges scored 20 points, 23 points. Aiden scored a dub. Chris Paul scored 21. And he had 17 in the fourth. And Booker scored 21 points. That's a problem. Held Joker to 22. And then and then Jay Crowder's giving you 14 and playing yeah. D and giving people attitude. Like they 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 could get real spooky, man. Yep. So held, held, held Porter Jr. to 15. I mean, none of their good, none of their guys got off at all. The 22 was the most from anybody on that team. And it was like they turned it on too. Yeah. Because the first half it was tight. Yeah. But it got to the third quarter. They started going crazy. Fans were into it, super tough. Is a 16, 17 point game. 
in the third quarter, and they never looked back after that. Suns outscored them by 18 in the second half. So yeah, tells everything you need to know. It's winning every, time. Everything you need to know. Yep. So what do you think about book? What do you think about books old schools that he's pulling in? He's got some nice whips. Yo, tough. That's what Dayton Hunter spokes. <laughs> tough. Yeah, and yeah and super and tough. And that's just his whole vibe is just very laid back. Laid back. Like, yeah. You know, I think he vibes with the, the whole the whole old school thing, almost like on some even like the fits he's been wearing in the games. It's flashy, but it's not. It's not. It's not too over the top. Yeah. Yeah. It's. it's yeah. He keeps. He it's keeps flashy, it pretty cool. But it's cool. Some of these guys. Saying? Some of these guys. I know you're you're a fashion guy, but some of these guys, like I feel like they're really trying to be loud, and it doesn't necessarily fit. Right. Like some people, like it look like Russ could be like outlandish, but he's into that. Like he does the research. He puts in the work. Yeah. Um. Some of these guys, <laughs> it's, for real. Like some of yeah. these guys, it's like dog. You don't really. You're not expressing yourself in that out. You don't feel that way. Like me, if I was in well, the league, just if reflects- you saw me. It but, just reflects the type of person they are. For sure. And, like, like I know who I'd be. i wear some nice shit, but it would never be, like, outlet because it's just not me. People who know me would be like, yo. This outfit is cat. That's, that's, yeah. Yeah, that's all cat. Like, but, like, <laughs> right. you got to – you got to – we could talk about this one day on another show, but, like, you got to – some of these dudes, man, some of y'all got to chill, man. It's not what you're wearing. It's how you're wearing it and who you are, and it's just – it doesn't it doesn't fit with the thing. It's like you saw this and felt you need to throw that on. But, no, the way he's pulling up, I like the little side entrance that they got over there. Um, yeah, man, he's, he's locked in. And I think, I know I gave him a lot of shit over the years. Um, but he's obviously come around, man. I just think some guys aren't necessarily vocal leaders and they need that vocal leader with them. And I think once he got Chris Paul, who was just like, yo, you go do your thing on the court. I'll handle everything else. That's the difference. Same thing when Kawhi had Kyle Lowry, man. Some, some guys, some guys just want to show up and hoop. Yeah. I don't need to do all that other shit. I don't, I don't want to talk to anybody. So I think that might be the case with book, but it's working on it's working out nice now. For sure, man. Master class from Chris Paul. They end up winning at 122.05. 122.105. Yeah. They uh they're tough at home. The Nuggets are a little shorthanded. It is what it is. They're still playing Composo. As much as I love him, he's getting a ton of minutes. Rivers is getting a, a ton lot of minutes. of minutes. So they're they're back. played 36 minutes last night. Yeah. I mean, he played good minutes. Don't get yeah. me, don't get it twisted, but hey man, it's gonna be tough to win the second round of the playoffs with Compazzo and Austin Rivers running a massive. Well, you know what though? Hey, look, Rivers is one of those guys, though. And I mean, he was he was available for anybody. He was out, he was a free agent, and they picked him up a few weeks ago. But Rivers is one of those guys in the playoffs, you're not worried about him. Like if you're his head coach, like he he's he believes he should be there. Like campaign yeah. will probably settle into an Austin Rivers type career when it's all said and done. But like <laughs> right. Rivers believes that he should be playing 35 minutes in the playoff games. And we've seen a plenty of guys shrink. And yeah. like that's not gonna happen with him. He has a ton of confidence. Like he yeah. believes that he's a top player in the league. Coming and from Duke he, and yeah. all that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm gonna shoot the ball and and you kind of need that, especially with Murray being out. Like I, I really like that signing. I'm surprised that he was just kind of floating there and nobody picked him up because he, he's he's a good ball player. Yeah, he's a solid ball player. For solid sure. ball player, yeah. So I think the big thing in the playoffs is people have to think you're a little spooky. Yeah. People think – I think teams see the Suns as kind of spooky with Chris Paul running, the, like the, being the face of it. Yeah. Like these dudes are kind of scary. Yeah. I don't think anyone thinks that when they look at Milwaukee. Not at all. I don't they think they – know what they, to expect. They, yeah, they just like don't they – don't, they don't think like, man, these dudes are scary, man. These dudes are good. Like, Dude, you worry think, about Milwaukee if they're hitting their shots. If they're hitting you know threes, saying? if they're hitting threes, you got some issues, but you know you can take them out of their game. Like people were scared of Miami last year. Yeah. Like yeah. these dudes are fucking I tough. I don't want to play scary. these guys. I don't yeah. want to play these fucking dudes. Like Spoh's you know I mean? drawing up these defenses. Yeah. We, we can't even fucking get the ball past half court. Like, yeah. Yeah. I think people don't want they don't like, man, like Phoenix gives off that spooky vibe to me. So that's that they I'm like, I'm excited to see the rest of that series. Um, I'm excited to see. Because I think they get to these conference, uh, Western oh. Conference Finals, and then they got to play either the Utah or the Clippers, and that's going to be a good series. And I love Tibbs, but what a that's a snub uh, for Monty not to get Coach of the Year. You think so? Yeah, I think so. I, yeah, I, mean, I think so. When you look at the rosters and what they were supposed to the do. This roster is ass. The Knicks were supposed to win about 25 games. Their roster is brutal. They end up winning almost double that and make the playoffs and win a game in the playoffs. 
He um, squeezed the entire bag out in the regular uh, season. Like uh, if it's a bag, like he squeezed the last. Tim just no. squeezed the last drop out there. Yeah, like it looks like when the lotion runs out, you take the top off, you start yeah. beating it. Tim <laughs> was doing that. Like there's nothing exactly. left, dog. Exactly. You're just ashy today, man. Exactly. Exactly. Tim was squeezing the last out of the, the lotion. Monty did a really, really good job, but he has a really good roster. Yeah. Did I think they were going to be the number two seed? No. But I've said before the season that they were going to make the playoffs. I didn't think they'd be a number two, but I knew they'd make the playoffs. They'd be good. But I think he gets dinged for Chris Paul being on the roster. He does. He, like, def- he like, definitely yeah. does. It's like, yeah, you know, you, you're doing great stuff, but he's the one that's out there really calling the show. Yeah, I mean, he definitely does. So, hey, put it like this. You, give, C- it, you give it to either one, and I'm good. Does CP coach when it's all over, or you make too much money? Depends what he feels like doing. He'd be a great coach, though. Yeah, I don't know if he has the patience for that shit, though. He's probably not. He's probably fucking crazy. <laughs> I don't know, I don't <laughs> like, know if CP got the patience to, to, to coach, dog. Yeah, like, can you imagine, like, your young, your young point guard making bad turnovers? CP yeah. would just be fucking going out of his mind. Yeah, so... What I are you know. doing? <laughs> like, yeah, 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 maybe, but... And he also can't... He wears his emotion on his sleeves, too. He would be making all types of faces on the sidelines and just disgust. Yeah. Yeah, yes. So, I don't know. That That's interesting, but we'll see. All right, that's it. No catch up sports talk via Chicago. What is it, man? For June 8th, 2021. I'm your host, Sean Little. Big Nick to quit with me as always. Make sure you subscribe, man. Check us out. YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you listen to podcasts. That's where we're at. Check us out. Tell the homies. Tell a friend. For Big Nick to quit, I'm your host, Sean Little. No catch up sports talk via Chicago. We out of here.